The Falcons coaching cycle is revving up. Should a Raheem Morris reunion be in the works? And what do we make of all this Bill Belichick buzz? You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everyone, to another illustrious episode of the Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And of course, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On, and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. So, if you guys don't know me, I'm your very humble host, Aaron Freeman. And, uh, you know, I've been covering the Falcons for far too long, formerly at Falcons.com. <laughs> I remember the first coaching cycle. Uh, R.I.P. Thank you, Jarvis. Yes. yes. Uh, the first coaching cycle I ever covered on that website many, many years ago was uh, a certain person. I think his name was like Robert Petrino or something like that. The Falcons hired mm-hmm. or something like that. So I go way back, guys. Um, and oh, speaking you know, of that, speaking of that, can I add this? So, okay. you know, I was at the press conference where Rich McKay, Arthur Blank were, you know, talking and spewing political stuff at me, you know, and I was trying to weed through all that stuff, you know. So when I finally cleared my eyes of all the, the stuff they were spewing at me, uh, I realized that there were at least three references to a Mr. Robert Petrino. They wouldn't even mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> and they were jokes like... Uh-huh. We made a mistake type yes. situation, so yes. it, it was it was it was a beautiful thing to see. So I'm glad you brought up uh, Robert Petrino because that was absolutely hilarious sitting there watching them basically admit that yeah that was yeah the worst that's, hire we've ever made. That's our bad, our bad. That was, that bad. was yes. basically that's what it was. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. So we so, we yes. all you know we all where, make mistakes. Wherever you you fall on on this Falcons regime or whatever, we all agree on this one thing. Yeah, that that was a mistake. So um, appreciate each and every one of you guys. That is an everydayer, of course. If you want to become an everydayer in this wonderful calendar year of 2024, all you got to do is subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast. And if you're listening or watching and you're like, who is this person that is talking about Robert Petrino that is not Aaron Freeman, your very humble host? That is, of course, Jarvis Davis. And we say thank you for tuning in to one of these end of the week episodes for the first time in like six months because Jarvis has been a regular on this show weekly and will continue to be so uh, throughout the off season. I'm sure you will see plenty of Jarvis later this month. when uh, Therapy Thursdays, man. Yeah. That's, that's what we're going to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> when uh, he and I descend on the city of Mobile uh, to do some senior bowl stuff. But, of course, Jarvis, you can find him on Locked on Sports Atlanta. You can find him on NFL Kickoff Live. Uh, and, you know, you can check out Jarvis tomorrow or Friday getting you guys set for the uh, wild card weekend. Fun day of action. You guys can actually enjoy football once in uh, a while watching good teams play on Sunday rather than the Atlanta Falcons. But what we're here to talk about with Jarvis is not this upcoming weekend of games. We're talking about the Falcons finally revving up their coaching hiring cycle right and as of this recording and and maybe by the time this 
episode drops and you're listening to this, there's more names added to the list. But so far, we have eight requests put in for interviews for the Falcons head coaching vacancy. We have Brian Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator, Ajiro Evero, the Panthers defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, the Lions defensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, the Texans offensive coordinator, Anthony Weaver, the Ravens D-line coach and assistant head coach, and Steve Wilkes, the 49ers defensive coordinator. And Jarvis, there's been a lot of people in these last couple of days since the dismissal of Arthur Smith expressing concerns about the Falcons' quote-unquote slow process, at least until today. And I feel like, Jarvis, you might have been among one of those people questioning a little bit of the process. So I'm curious, now that the dominoes are starting to fall, now that you're starting to hear that engine rev up, Right. What are your thoughts on the Falcons process so far? And of these eight guys that the Falcons seemingly are most interested in, these are eight of the probably 10 most prominent potential names on, on the watch list. You know, we'll talk about one other name later in the episode. But um, what are your thoughts on, on the process so far and, and sort of who jumps out in this list for you so far? To be honest with you, I, I think it, I find it kind of interesting that, you know, all of these requests for interviews came out as soon as we found out that that person we'll talk about later on um, was not going to no longer be the head coach of his uh, former team in New England Patriots. And for me, this whole process is just weird because I'm still trying to wrap my head around the general manager not being at the press conference when you're talking about him having input, but he's not at the press conference where you're talking about what you want in the head coach or the event that you're going to be talking about uh, pursuing the head coach, he's not there. And the one thing that I grasped from that, after listening to them live and, and hearing them kind of speak on a certain thing, the one thing that I grasped from it, that I took away from it, that it made me feel like they are probably going to reduce his role or reduce his say-so. Because if you have Rich McKay up here sticking his chest out saying, yeah, my input matters. Hashtag McKay uh, input matters uh, um, when it comes to day-to-day decisions. But I, it doesn't necessarily, you know, trump, you know, decisions that the general manager and the whatever, whoever the head coach comes in here, it doesn't trump them, but his his input matters. That says a lot. That just says to me that Terry Fontenot is going to be alone for the ride which is kind of unfortunate because, you know, to be honest with you, he hasn't done a terrible job since he's been here. So I really feel like th- that this process, once I get past us finding basically Rich McCabe, Arthur Blank, sitting over at that doggone podium and saying in so many words that Terry Fontenot's role depends on who we bring in, <laughs> is defined about on the, depending on who we bring in as head coach, that says a lot to me about how this process is probably going to play out. And I think that it's truly unfortunate because, you know, I, I, I like Terry. I've met him before. I talked to him and everything like that. And it's just, it's just weird, man. And it, it seems like the Falcons are the only organization that does this type of stuff. I mean, I'm sure that you can go to Carolina and probably they'll probably say the same doggone thing. It'd probably be a thousand times worse, but it's just, a lot of the teams aren't doing this. And it just is, if you have to sit up there and explain the organizational structure Multiple times, yeah. Seemingly after every, every time after some uh, coach gets fired, it's a problem. I think it's an issue, and and that's kind of where I'm at with it. But now that we are getting the requests to car, starting to come out, 
and and, and it start and I start to see the names. It's it's so interesting how people can kind of just catch out, catch a wave, right? Because and and the one name that really kind of stands out to me, I don't know if it's necessarily a positive thing, is Bobby Schloet, right? You know, first year calling uh calling plays, our offensive coordinator. Um, he's from the Kyle Shanahan tree, worked with D'Amico Ryans with San Francisco and everything like that. And when you think about the 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 just the the suddenness of him being a quote unquote hot candidate. I'm like, dude, the man had C.J. Stroud, <laughs> who a lot of people were saying was the best quarterback in the draft. I wasn't necessarily saying that. I was on the Bryce Young train. I'll openly admit to that. But I knew the guy has talent. He has talent. And that's what it's all about in the NFL. When you have talent, it's about it, it, the X's and O's really don't matter. It's all about the Jimmys and Joes, man. So um, I, I found Bobby Sloyd, um, and a lot of people seem to like him. But, you know, I can't sit up here and say, oh, man, if they hire him, oh, boy, it's, it's, it's on and popping. But he ain't got C.J. Stroud, y'all. <laughs> Just remember that. That's true. They got to go find one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good luck. I, I was – when we got – when we were prepping for that Texans game earlier this season, mm-hmm. I was impressed with the play calling that he did in the first month of the season – with sure. CJ Stroud, right? That right. was the kind of the thing that stood out to me. Like we, like I, I was like, I know CJ. Like I was the same way. I was I, Bryce Young was one. CJ Stroud was two for me. I knew CJ Stroud was a talented quarterback, and I thought, hey, Bobby Sloak's doing a good job getting this guy introduced to the NFL, and you and he continued that and built off of that. I think with Sloak is interesting because it's just like I think he, and again, it's not to say that he is undeserving of this because I think we had a. I don't know if it was you and me, Jarvis, that had a, mm-hmm. a conversation about this, but I remember having a conversation with somebody about Kevin O'Connell, and right, it was like everybody was just riding the Sean McVay wave. Yeah, I was like, oh, Kevin O'Connell, like this Kevin O'Connell. He had a cup like, of really? coffee with uh, he, Sean McVay. You gonna get the job? Yeah. yeah, you know, and so, but I've really been impressed with what Kevin O'Connell has done in Minnesota. So that has looked Same. in hindsight very good, and I think Slowick is just catching that Shanahan McVay wave. Like those are the hot names. You see what Mike McDaniel's done. I think Sean McVay is very deserving of getting Coach of the Year this year. He did an outstanding job with the Rams. Sure. We all know that Shanahan and the 49ers are favorites to to be the Super Bowl. Matt Lafleur, you know, it was up and then it was down, and then they got back up and they're back in the playoff picture. So that sort of Shanahan McVay tree has been very very good uh, throughout the NFL at the high levels. There's been a, lo- a couple of guys that have tried to ride that wave and haven't quite hit. <clears throat> but, Sorry, you know, <laughs> but it is one of those things where like I understand why people are interested in slow. Is he the next guy? Is he the next Mike McDaniel? Is he the next uh, Matt Lafleur? All that sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes out of this process and if someone. Um, uh, looks to him for being the future, but that gets us to what I want to talk about with you next Jarvis, because I know you and I kind of share an affinity for someone from the Falcons past. That's part of this list. And that's Raheem Morris. And I do want to at least pick your brain on that and whether you think that returning to Raheem Morris makes sense. And we'll get into that guys as we continue uh, this episode. Now, guys, I want to tell you about game time, the fast and easy way to buy tickets, to all the sports, comedy, music, and theater new you. They have killer last-minute deals, all in prices. Views from the seat, their best price guarantee. They're taking the guesswork out of buying tickets. If you want to get that view from your seat before you buy, you will know exactly what you expect. 
before you arrive. They're all in prices, mean that you're not going to get hit with hidden fees. You can buy tickets right up to the start of the event and sometimes even after it has started. And if you know you you're running on that Atlanta traffic, you, you might need that uh getting behind the net. And their game time guarantee means you're gonna get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section of row for less, they'll credit you 110% the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time by downloading Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your purchase, your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, Jarvis, we talked a little bit about Bobby Slope. We've talked a little bit about the Falcons process. I want to talk with you about. Raheem Morris. But before we talk, have that conversation, do want to plug the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel, the first of its kind here on YouTube, presented to you by Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You'll get the biggest stories across sports, across the nation, across the world, all the biggest stories. But if you're looking for more of a local flair here in the state of Georgia, in the city of Atlanta, you can check out Locked On Sports Atlanta's 24-7 streaming channel as well here on YouTube. But Jarvis, let's explore some of these guys that have uh, so thus far made the, made the cut. And I know earlier this week on Lockdown Sports Atlanta, we both expressed our affinity for Raheem Morris. And basically my take, for those of you that did not listen to the episode is, you know, and it's been my take, you know, throughout this process is like, we don't really know much about these, especially these first-time head coaches. We're like, we, we see what they do as coordinators. We, we see them have a lot of success, but you're anybody's guess on whether or not these guys can be capable head coaches. Raheem Morris is much more of a known thing. And obviously he didn't have a ton of success in Tampa Bay, right? But he was one of, I think the only coaches in like a 15 year span that had a winning season in Tampa Bay with Josh Freeman there uh, when he was very young. He was like super young. I don't know. He was like 12 yes. when he was a coach of the Bucks. Easily. And easily 12 years old. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously he be, was the interim coach here in Atlanta after the dismissal of Dan Quinn. Um, you know, and I think they went like four and seven, but you know, they, I think they won three out of their first four games. And you know, there, there was a moment there where people were like, oh, Raheem Morris is going to get this team to the playoffs and he's going to be the long-term head coach. But with Raheem Morris, you know, I feel like, like a lot of retread coaches, you're going to get a better coach the next time he's a head coach. You know what you're getting. We know that he's great with young players. We know he communicates well. We know he knows both sides of the ball. He's coached on offense. He's coached on defense. He's had a lot of success with the Rams the last couple of years as a defensive coordinator, expanding his coaching, integrating some of that Vic Fangio, Brandon Staley-style defense along with the Dan Quinn. So you're getting this kind of blend, and he's checking a lot of the boxes for me, Jarvis, but I'm curious for you you know, why Why are you making the case potentially for a potential reunion with Raheem Morris here in Atlanta? I'll never forget one one day after uh, practice when I was up there at Flowery Branch and, and Raheem Morris was still on the staff and, and just seeing how he just communicates with the players, right? Because, and and it was, I think it was a guy who was, was a backup linebacker, special teams guy. And he was just kind of showing him some things and the guy was just, you could see the guy just like, oh, okay, yeah, I got your coat. You know, I understand like that. For me, I value that a lot. That that sticks out to me because the being able to communicate to any level of player, whether it be QB1 or that undrafted free agent, you know, that you like a guy like Nate Lambert or something like that for people who, who kind of so you can understand like where I'm coming from. Because though it, there's tears to this thing in NFL, as much people don't want to talk about it. Like certain guys get treated differently. Certain guys have a little bit more cachet, 
or when they come into the locker room or how they get treated and uh, and what matters if they, how they feel matters. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like Raheem has a very good way of how to talk to players and, and, and he can meet people wherever they are. Like whether you are a cat that's from the west side of Atlanta or you doggone out there or you grew up in Montana somewhere. You know, he, I feel like Raheem Morris can connect with any of those guys and how you connect is that those guys know that he's going that he's going to teach them. He's a teacher. And like you said, with experience on both sides of the football, you can you can speak everybody's language. And then to, to be able to do that and 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 be able to convey the, uh, your message to every, each and every player on your roster, I really feel like that that is something that the Falcons need right now because like Arthur Smith, don't get me wrong. Offensive coordinators are are the ish, right? But I feel like those guys can get in their own silos and saying, hey, I'm all into the, about the numbers and the plays and all that stuff. And basically got to jump outside of themselves when they become head coaches. And I, what I feel like Arthur Smith was able to do. Now, don't get me wrong. He was able to have a, a hire a pretty solid staff. So he was able to kind of kind of work his way through it. But I think ultimately what what ends up happening is like you jumping outside of yourself a lot, that's when those mistakes come in. And, and I feel like that's what ultimately was the, the demise of Arthur Smith. But I just feel like Raheem Morris is the type of guy that he'll be able to get past that. And he's failed before. I, I don't mind giving people second chances. Bill Belichick was fired from Cleveland. <laughs> you know, he's fired from the Cleveland Browns. So, dang, I tried to get through the whole episode before I mentioned his name, man. My bad. I'm so sorry. We'll, Please we'll get there. Me. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. I know we're going to get there. But, yeah, it's it's just – I think it means something um, if if they were able to, you know, bring a guy back like Raheem Morris. And I'm glad that they requested to interview him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I'm curious, Jarvis, you know, we got eight names. Were, were there any names that you were – you know, and obviously – it's not as if like, oh, well, this is it. You know, there may be put in other requests, but were there maybe some other names that you were expecting the Falcons to be interested or you want to see the, the Falcons maybe express some interest in, that may be on your short list? You know, someone like maybe an Eric B the Washington's offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. I know has been getting a lot of buzz since taking over uh, with the Buffalo Bills play calling. Mike McDonald is kind of the hot name, uh, produced the top defense in the NFL, the Ravens defensive coordinator, Brian Flores, uh, really sort of reboosted his stock. I think everybody went and like Minnesota. We all saw that defense last year. And to see what that defense was able to do this year under Brian Flores, I think certainly uh, helps him. But, you know, any of those names or were there maybe somebody else that you were thinking, hmm, I wonder if the Falcons going to show interest in that guy? Jim Harbaugh? Like, yeah. you know, like – he came in your house and, and beat you, what, back in the, what, 2012? And, mm-hmm. You know, and, and went on to go to the Super Bowl to play against his brother? Like, I mean, that seems like it makes too much sense for, for them at least to have a conversation. But mm-hmm. so for them, for his name not to be on that list, it just kind of makes it, it makes it kind of interesting. Unless, unless he's the guy for the Chargers and everybody in the league knows it. That everybody in the league knows that he's going to get hired by the cut of charges, and that that that's the only name um, team that I've heard he's been connected with. So, if that's the only team that you've heard him been connected with, it might be why the Falcons say, you know what, we ain't going to waste our time. So, 
But yeah, I, that's the name that kind of stands out to me that not being on that list of requests. Or well, you don't have to request him because he's a college football coach. So um, I'm kind of kind of shocked that they want to at least kind of test the waters, kind of see, especially if you're willing to talk to BB. You know, if you're willing to talk to BB. You better be willing to talk to Jim Harbaugh. Well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there in a second. Yeah, yes, I, I think I think Harbaugh. You know, I, I don't know how it works because usually, you know. We've been down that college coach road, and so I, I stopped paying attention to that a long time ago, and I think the Falcons did uh, a, a long time ago. You know, like we, we weren't going to go down that road, but I think because he's yes employed by the the Michigan, right? Like when, whenever these coaches make a jump to the NFL, like it's always like behind the scenes they got to kind of work the thing because they have to do the recruiting and they have to make sure like I can't just act like they're not leaving. Yeah, you know, so it's just like and like that happened. It was like something with Harbaugh when he was supposed to go to Minnesota before they had to pivot to Kevin O'Connor. So like, I think like Harbaugh is going to be one of those names where it's just like, everybody kind of knows it's, a, it's like an open secret that he's going to try to make the jump to the NFL. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of buzz. You're right with, with the chargers. Um, and so it's just going to just one day, it's going to be like, Oh, Jim Harbaugh's the coach of the chargers or whatever. or Jim Harbaugh's the coach of whoever. Uh, so like, it may not be one of those things where like you, you get the breadcrumbs leading up to it uh, like you right. do with all these NFL assistants. So that will be something to keep an eye on uh, moving forward. But of course, you know, we're, we're talking about BB. We're, we're talking about, uh, you know, a, a coach. You know, as I said, the, the ten names. Harbaugh was nine. Bill Belichick is ten. So let's let's talk about Bill Belichick. He is officially on the market as he parted ways with um the New England Patriots uh today. And we'll we'll pick Jarvis's brain on on what are his thoughts on that because there's been a lot of buzz over the last you know seventy two hours or so that you know Bill Belichick is at the top of the Atlanta Falcons wish list. So we'll. We'll get into that to wrap up today's Locked on Falcons. So, guys, it is a new year, and it's time to be prepared better than ever. And you don't want to get put down due to an illness, right? It's flu season. I just spent a week trying to recover from COVID uh, right after Christmas. And Jace Medical is helping you get with your preparation so that you don't have to worry about it. So yet you always be prepared just in case you get sick. Uh, and Jace Medical provides the Jace case. It's a pack of five life-saving antibiotics. They treat a long list of bacterial infections. You know, that includes UTIs and respiratory sinus infections, whatever's ailing you on that front. And, you know, you just go to jacemedical.com. You hit up the board certified physician. You tell them, hey, I need this. They review what you need, and then a licensed pharmacy is going to send you the medications at a fraction of their regular costs. And then on top of that, you're going to get a discount if you go to Jace Medical right now. So it's important to be uh, more uh, more prepared now than ever by going to Jace Medical and use our code Locked On, and you'll get twenty dollars off in addition to that discount. And that's Jace Medical. That's J A S E Medical.com promo code Locked On, and you'll get twenty dollars off your chase case so uh guys uh before we wrap up today's episode i, I do want to say that the plan is you know we'll see what's going on there's always moving things parts with with you know ongoing news with the falcons coaching staff but the plan is we will have an extra episode this week with an all 22 review i still haven't sat down and watched the week 18 film uh but i plan on doing that in the next 24 hours and giving you a review sure on that uh, you know, so if you're you're still interested in what happened in that game, I don't think anybody is, but you know, I, I you know, I'm a completionist, so that is on the docket 
uh, uh, you know, potentially tomorrow on Lockdown Falcons. But Jarvis, let's talk about Bill Belichick. All right, he's officially available now that him and the Patriots, Robert Kraft, you know, have decided to mutually part ways. All right, he's been mentioned by pretty much all the NFL insiders, like the Adam Schefters, Diana Rossini. Basically, they're all saying Everybody. the Falcons love Bill Belichick. He's number one in their book. And I just ask you, Jarvis, what are your thoughts on all these Bill Belichick rumors? Well, let me say this. I've kind of been going back and forth, but when we actually got a chance to talk about this on Lockdown Sports Atlanta today as well, it's, I, I get it. I get why they're going to talk to him. Totally understand. 24 years at an organization, general manager. Yeah, that's a lot of work, and he's been able to do it. And yeah. But man, I'm not interested in somebody, some old man, man. I'm not. I'm not. Because at the end of the day, because one of the first things that people started talking about is like, oh, yeah, he's chasing after Don Shula's. A coaching record. He has 15 wins to go, and he can get that within the next couple of years. I don't care about a win record. Like, like I want them to be able to go out there and compete for a division, and then eventually be one of the a serious contender for the Super Bowl. That's what I want to see from this team because they have they have some talent on this roster. Obviously, there are a couple more tweaks to be made, and we've had conversations about on lock. On this on this show about that, but yeah, man, I'm at the point now where I'm not really interested in a guy like Bill Belichick. And however, I do get I do get why they're talking to him. And to be honest with you, go ahead and talk to him, have a conversation. But if you smell any remnants of this dude wanting to have full control, you better back out immediately. <laughs> immediately, you know why? Because look at this roster for the past five years. Once and once once uh, Tom Brady left, the dude has not drafted well. The dude has lost that. He's lost whatever he had then. It's gone. It's not. It's no longer there. And then you can make a case for you know Scott Pioli being a bigger big time player in there. Even Thomas Dimitrov was hanging smelling around there. Like all those guys that were in that building when they were winning all these Super Bowls. To the tune of six of them. So I think right now, I'm not interested in Bill Belichick, especially if this dude is talking about having full control. But however, I am, I do understand why they are at least having a conversation with him. Yeah, I mean, that, that's where I'm at, Jarvis. I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I think the idea of Bill Belichick is very intriguing. I think the reality of Bill For Belichick... Blank. Yes. For Arthur Blank. I, finish I think the reality <laughs> of Belichick is is a little iffier, right? Because yeah, right. I think, of course. like, you look at him and, like, we all understand he might be the most brilliant defensive coach ever, right? Like, we all recognize that. No like, his record speaks yeah. for itself. He's still got it. That Patriots defense has been playing at a high level these last couple of years. He's still got that. Right. All the other stuff, I don't know what else he's bringing to the table in that regard. And so, for me, like, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, well, you just get him – you know, the coach defense and you get him a, a offensive coordinator, you get him a quarterback, you get somebody else to pick the players. And I'm like, I don't think y'all understand how uh, this how, business all that stuff you just said. All, <laughs> how are you going to get all that stuff? Like, right. And you're going to pay Bill Belichick $20 million to basically be a DC? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Yeah, man. I, I, see, that's why I'm sitting here saying, like, I don't think the reality, like the idea, oh, yeah, you just, you know, drop Bill Belichick in this place and, and yeah, do that. And, you know, add a little like, salt, a sure. little pepper on that thing. Shoot, we good to go. Yeah, no, you know. Man. So, but, like, I mean, but yeah, let me, let me, let me say this. I think, <laughs> and then, you know, who's going to be his office coordinator? Josh McDaniels? Like, he going to bring Josh McDaniels? Yeah, because his track record has been absolutely amazing <laughs> for the past couple of years. Like players don't like him. Like they I don't want that. Because yeah. at the end of the day, there are there is only so long that guys are gonna respect what you've done. And they're gonna start asking asking the question, what have you done for me lately? And what has Bill Belichick done lately? I understand, understand being fascinated with what he's done. And this is the dude that coached that game. That game. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, um, three, eight, two, you know, that number. That 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 game. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, so it's but it's just wait, man, wait, when you two, is is that Bill Belichick's win percentage the last couple of years? Because that's what it feels like, you know. Probably but, so, yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yes, I like see, I like that. Man, that's why I rock with you, Air man. Let's make a joke out of this joke. You man. know, Let's, look, yeah. this is what I'll say. I think you're right. You, you gotta talk to him, right? You gotta talk to him. Like, yeah, you know, like no doubt. You're like, like you can't you can't talk. We, we can talk all we want about the Packers process. You can't like Bill Belichick, you gotta at least have the conversation. And basically the way I would I would the analogy I would use. It's like, you know, you're at the club, you're at the bar or whatever. You, you see a lot of pretty ladies. You you know, you know, y'all can judge my Riz game, my, my you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, based off of this conversation. But like, let me present you the idea. So you're 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 out and about. You see a lot of pretty ladies and you see yeah. one particular pretty lady across the way that you're like, oh, I like her. And so you're in your mind, you're sitting there thinking, oh, like this is this going to hit off. And so you go talk to her and then. Let's say you talk to eight other ladies at that. You get some digits, you you know, you whatever. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you come to find out, you know, in your head before you started spitting all your game and trying to riz up all these ladies, like you thought the one girl was, let's say, primo, whatever you want to call her, right? Yeah. A dime piece, whatever. And in your head, you were like, but then once you had the conversation with her, you're like, eh, eh. Now, some of these other ladies look pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Miss Rahima. Miss uh, Miss uh, Ajira, you know, Miss uh, Wilkes, Wilkes, Wilkesell, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm ruining it. But you, you know Christina. what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying. But like, then when you got all these digits the next day, and you, you know, you start texting and, and doing all this stuff, you're like, yeah, that 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 chick that I thought was, you know, the top had this top spot, ain't really all that. So no. that to me is kind of what Belichick is like. You got to have the conversation. You got to talk right. to him, sure. right? Yeah. But like, then at the end of the day, like you're you're probably gonna be like, yeah, I'm I'm good, you know, I'm good. So that's how I think it's gonna play out. Again, you know, I could be looking like an idiot a week from now, and they're like announcing <laughs> Bill Belichick well, twenty four hours coach, from now. You know, <laughs> so the, the, like, the power Bill. It Belichick is what it is. Saturday. But like, I just sit here and I go like, I think the idea of Bill Belichick is very intriguing. I think the reality of Bill Belichick is just like, all right, man, we just. We're getting a coach that's 83 and 101 in, in games that Tom Brady hasn't played in. You know, that's a basically a seven-win team. We just fired a seven-win coach. Like, what are you really getting here? Um, and again, I'm not even saying that like Brady made Belichick. I'm just saying, like, 
you're not getting Tom Brady. So like, you got to look at what you're getting. You're getting Bill Belichick, not Tom Brady. And so like the Bill Belichick without Brady, it's just like, all right. I mean, we'll have a, we'll have the best defense in the league. I don't know what else we're going to bring to the table, but that's kind of how I see it. And I think you what I think you make a great point because the Falcons got to look at what they're bringing to the table. Do y'all have Justin Herbert? Herbert? If they had Justin Herbert, I think we're having a different conversation. It's true, true. You I know agree. what I'm saying? Like I think it's a totally different conversation if the Falcons had Justin Herbert, but they don't. So they have to go get a quarterback because we know Bill Belichick has a great record of drafting quarterbacks. <laughs> And having success, right? <laughs> or going out to get a free agent quarterback and having some success. You know, the guy right up the street of 85, you know, he played for the Patriots too. Look how that turned out. So I'm I'm good, man. Like, I, I, I'm good on the actual hiring of him. But I totally understand if they're having that conversation, man. I think you, you, you're you spot on. Like, you have to have the conversation, right? If, if if you would like to have him as your coach or the idea of Bill Belichick being put on that Falcons red and black makes you feel a little different inside, yeah, go ahead and have a conversation. Arthur, I totally get it. But I'm telling you, man, it's already some red flags for me. Yeah. Yeah, and, and look, you, you can sit there and go, well, you know, we can we can go get the quarterback, right? We we hire Belichick and then we, we trade up and get the quarterback. And I'm like, okay, that, hey, again, the idea sounds great. I love that idea, but if Bill Belichick bails in two years, then you're, you know, after he breaks this this record, and then you're, yeah, you know, I mean, hey, you got you a quarterback. The OC like, Josh McDaniels to take you're, over. Yeah, you're you're, you're you're doing the thing, you know. Speaking of Justin Herbert, like you know, everybody's like, oh, you just get the quarterback and all your problems go away. It's like, no, that's no, no, no that's, you got the wrong coach. It don't you, matter. You, you you got one problem solved because you got the quarterback, and then you right. got to still deal with these other problems. Right? Yes, Talk man. to the Jaguars fans. How are they feeling about you know? Like, hey, we all we all think Trevor they Lawrence they had the guy, is, right? is a baller, but like, right. they got other issues going on. Like, you just solve one problem when you get the quarterback. So, like, that to me is like one of those things where, like, yeah, the idea sounds great. It sounds, sounds great, amazing. you know. Amazing. Like, oh, Bill Belichick, and then we get Jaden Daniels, or we get Caleb Williams, or whoever we get, and yeah. it's like, oh man, we just marry those guys together, and it's yeah. gonna be oh, great. Gonna be and then three years from now, you're like, we're back in the coaching side. And now we got to find somebody who's going to be able to make sure that Jaden Daniels or Caleb Williams develops and all this. It's like, do that now. Like, yes. Start that yes. Now. Yes. Don't wait till 2026 or whatever to do that. Do that. Now. Quick That's fix. basically what I'm saying. Man. Stop you know? trying to get a quick fix, man. Stop yeah. Trying so to get a quick fix. That's, that's, that's how we feel about it. Um, we'll see how I feel about the week 18 matchup potentially tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure we'll be continue to pick Jarvis's brain on this coaching search, uh, and and stay tuned to some draft content later in the week uh, or later in the month uh, when it gets to the Senior Bowl and all that stuff. But Jarvis, you know, let the people know whether they agree with you or disagree with it, where, where they can hit you up and what what type of content you have coming their way. Oh man, just just let y'all um know that um you can always hit me up on X at Jarvis D ninety. Or you can hit me up on the Locked On Sports Atlanta YouTube channel. Make sure you guys come check us out. I promise you, Aaron is there. So you don't have to worry about missing out on, you know, I understand the love and affection that you all have for him. So he he appears on that show as well, on the Atlanta football party, every Monday, every Monday. So go check that out. And make sure, if you haven't done so, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
And of course, and of course, as always, you all know that we're free and available wherever you download your podcasts. There you guys have it. Check out Locked On NFL Kickoff Live tomorrow. Get you guys geared up for the weekend's action as well. That's going to do it for us here. Hope you guys have a great weekend. You know, just relax. Falcons are going to do their thing. And then in, you know, two weeks from now, we'll we'll just wait and then we'll complain about what who they wind up hiring. That's just the way it goes. But yep. enjoy you know, enjoy these two weeks off of complaining and, and watch some good football. And then we'll complain about the Atlanta Falcons. So that, that's what we're going to do, guys. Hope you have a great weekend. Till then, it's all part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.